2016 study in Hyderabad, which is the centre of antibiotic production in India, found that concentrations of antibiotics in the Musi River, which flows right through the city centre, were a thousand times higher than concentrations in rivers in European countries, such as Germany or the UK. And this is the result of inadequate treatment of wastewater and the dumping of pharmaceutical waste, which contains antibiotics, directly into the environment around these factories. And it has a real impact on the people who live in those areas. The global food system is facing unparalleled challenges and changes. So how can we reset for a better, more sustainable future? Introducing Control-Alt-Meat, the weekly podcast that explores the issues transforming the global food business. I'm your host, Katie Briefel. Come join me as I speak to the innovators and investors policymakers and product developers, the scientists and the chefs, who are all on the front line reshaping the future of our food. Antimicrobial resistance has been called the biggest threat to public health in our time. So what does AMR really mean? And what are the key things that we need to know about it today? In this mini episode, I'm joined by Philippa Thornton, who's going to give us the key points. Philippa, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Can you explain exactly what antimicrobial resistance or AMR really means? Yeah, so AMR has been termed a silent pandemic and the World Health Organization has actually declared that it is one of the top 10 public health threats facing humanity. So it basically refers to the emergence of superbugs uh, that are resistant to antibiotics and this threatens to make routine operations um, and procedures life-threatening. And so AMR infections already contribute to 700,000 deaths each year. And as resistance continues to develop, this will only increase. It's crazy numbers, isn't it? That I think a lot of people aren't fully aware of. Could you explain what the link is between AMR and animal agriculture? Yeah, sure. So what most people don't know is that the majority of antibiotics are actually used in animal agriculture. So around 70%. And most of this use is for unnecessary purposes. So growth promotion and uh, the prevention of disease, which is known as prophylaxis. And the use of antibiotics has really helped facilitate the expansion of modern industrial farming or factory farming. Um, And it helps to mitigate the effects of overcrowding, poor ventilation and poor nutrition, which is what causes high levels of disease amongst animals. And we continue to use these antibiotics and those which are critically important to human health. So where there are basically few or only one antibiotic left to treat a certain infection for use in animals and for these unnecessary purposes. And what are the implications of these really high levels of and consistent use of antibiotics? Yeah, so these high levels of antibiotic use means that AMR in animal populations is widespread. And really, there's two issues here. It's both a public health and a development issue. So firstly, high levels of AMR in animals is really bad for the animals. And it's projected to cause an 11% loss to livestock production in low-income countries by 2050. So it's also really a development issue. So it will affect the livelihoods of millions because common diseases just aren't treatable. And then secondly, the use of antibiotics in animals also contributes to AMR in humans. So the misuse and overuse of antimicrobials in clinical human settings you might have heard about, and it's quite well documented as a contributor to AMR. And that's why we have restrictions on the use of antibiotics in humans. 
but it is now accepted that similar overuse and misuse of antibiotics in animals contributes to the global AMR burden too. So AMR can actually spread to humans directly through eating animal-derived products or via direct contact with animals and also through the environment, through wastewater and manure. And so the most common example of this is the spread of foodborne pathogens such as salmonella or E. coli that are resistant to antibiotics. And this is quite widespread in particularly in low-income countries. Uh, there was a study in Cambodia in the capital Phnom Penh which found that pregnant women had pan resistance to antibiotics around 70% of those in the study. And this was directly linked to the consumption of meat and fish from local markets. It's crazy because we're thinking about all of the incredible work the medical profession are doing to try and mitigate this. And yet the day-to-day things that we're eating are just undoing that work. So it's... Yeah, exactly. You're just fighting it on multiple fronts. Exactly. So how do we move forward and try and prevent this usage? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think there are currently no alternatives that can directly replace the use for antibiotics, which is why this is such a an urgent problem. But we can actually help to prevent the problem by preventing the incidence of disease um, in the first place. So there's many methods through which you can do this. Um, and they're similar to those that we use on the human health side. So those include vaccines, you know, nutritional products such as probiotics or prebiotics to boost your immune system. Um, and then also improving biosecurity on farms to make sure that diseases are sort of kept out. Yeah, those are the, the key main ways. But Unfortunately, education and cost, particularly in these low-income countries that I've mentioned previously, um, are barriers to greater uptake. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in order to reduce usage on the animal side. Yeah, it feels like a big awareness job needs to be done still globally on that. And what are the other factors that are contributing to AMR? Most of what we hear about is how these uh, drugs are being used, but actually the manufacturing of antibiotics, which is mainly conducted by generics producers in India and China, is also leading to really high levels of AMR, uh, particularly in the waterways and broader environment around factories. So uh, both India and China at a country level, which is quite shocking, have been designated as AMR hotspots, which means that exceptionally high levels of AMR have been found throughout the countries. And one case, which I think really demonstrates demonstrates the issue is a 2016 study in Hyderabad, which is the centre of antibiotic production in India, found that concentrations of antibiotics in the Musi River, which flows right through the city centre, were a thousand times higher than concentrations in rivers in European countries such as Germany or the UK. And this is the result of inadequate treatment of wastewater and the dumping of pharmaceutical waste, which contains antibiotics, directly into the environment around these factories. And it has a real impact on the people who live in those areas. That's really interesting. So this is painting a fairly bleak picture and it's clear there's a lot of work for us to do in both awareness and mitigating this usage. Is there anything, Philippa, that you feel hopeful about in this space? Yeah, I think maybe two things to touch on perhaps. So firstly, I think there is just growing awareness about the issue, particularly on a policy side. So we're seeing that countries are increasingly, you know, introducing regulation to limit the use of um, antibiotics in animal agriculture. And we're seeing that usage is decreasing in the US, in the UK and throughout Europe. 
And then secondly, I think in terms of innovation, we're seeing a lot of companies now, partly in response to this regulation, putting a lot more effort into researching and developing new alternatives to antibiotics. And in some cases, there's companies are actually developing, you know, alternative treatment methods. So there's one innovative uh, new treatment method called bacteriophages, which could eventually actually replace the need for antibiotics altogether. And those are non-toxic and don't have the same issues. So I think, yeah, those are the two things that are really where I see hope. Great, some silver linings um, in in a really urgent issue. So thank you so much for sharing. If people want to find out more about antimicrobial resistance, where would you recommend they go? Obviously, the FAIR website, we've got quite a lot of resources on there, which people can access. And then also, I think, you know, there's a range of other podcasts that you can listen to. So Superbugs Unplugged uh, is a really good one as well. Those are my, my two key ones. Great. Thank you so much, Philippa. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Control Alt Meet. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on social media to help us reach more listeners like you. You can also visit controlaltmeet.com to learn more.